Welcome to Yes Mother, a podcast about the A&E show Bates Motel. Tonight, our podcast is on Season 4, Episode 4, The Lights of Winter. I'm M. Sue, and our special guest, Kat, uh, right now because I can't find the intro to this. And I also want to apologize that there's no quotes at the beginning because I'm lazy. Anyway, enjoy. You've made it to the recap podcast of our podcast. I'm done to see you. That works just fine. Sounds good to me. Okay. We have our sister cat with us. Hey. A longtime Bates Motel listener. Do you have a room? With us, Kat? Yes, I have the English tea room. Oh, yes. That's right. Oh, sure. Legata and uh, Iggy yep. and Legata. Yeah. Iggy and Legata. <laughs> they were like the first up. two tenants. <laughs> yes, that's right. First two guests of the B&B. Totally forgot. Shenanigans they are up to all the time. Well, yes. I'd say, Kat, that joining us on the podcast will keep you in that room then. Good, because the other day I was like, they're going to kick me out of my room because I never see that. <laughs> like, please don't. Send us feedback. Siblings don't get a free ride. Oh, okay. Aw. <laughs> no so, free rides here, boy. No free rides. Rooms. Nope. Okay, so we open with Norman sitting in his room at Pineview. He's having memory flashes of Norma killing Key Summers, his dad lying dead, and Miss Watson. We can hear his dad saying to him that Norma is crazy. Then we hear some beeps at the door, and the door opens, and an orderly introduces himself as Oliver and says he will be bringing Norman his meds. He asks how Norman's night is, and Norman says, How do you think, Oliver? (laughs) I was locked in like a prisoner. Oliver tries to give Norman his meds, and Norman says he needs to make a private phone call. Oliver says, All calls are monitored by a staff member. Norman says he doesn't want the meds, and Oliver says if he doesn't take it, he will have to lock him in his room and have a resident come visit him. Norman takes the meds. Oliver checks his mouth to make sure that he leaves. Make sure, then he leaves, and Norman goes to his toilet and sticks his finger down his throat and throws them up. Does it show it? No, it shows him... There, you don't see vomit, but you see him stick his fingers down his throat and make gross noises. Yep. Right. I, I don't remember this. that. Did I just mentally block it the first time? <laughs> Probably. I Knowing saw you him, guys. I saw him heading to the toilet and I closed my eyes every three, every time. Yep. <laughs> and I thought, I'm just going to say, he throws him up just to bug him. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that in there. Yep. Some editorial license. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was more like he was like gagging him up, but is that a thing? He threw him up. I don't know. I would never in my life 
put my fingers down my throat. It just is never going to happen. FYI, Kat has the same hang-ups I do about vomit. <laughs> we both have the phobes. <laughs> the puke phobes. <laughs> They're the puke phobes, sisters. They're so weird. No one knows why, but... I have my theories. <laughs> it was a childhood trauma. Because it's just too bizarre. Yeah, it is bizarre. Oh, I, we both I think it. I know exactly where it comes from. Yeah, I think I do too. Even though I don't remember it, I've heard the story. Yeah, yeah. me too, and I don't remember mushroom. it. Right? Is that what you were thinking of, the mushroom? The mushroom and mom having to give you guys both yeah. Epicac? Because you didn't know <laughs> yeah. which one of you ate it? <laughs> yeah, and then like panicked, thinking we were both going to die. Yep. Which I think scared the hell out of both of you. It scared me. Yeah, and so our brains associate it with like a life or death situation. It's crazy. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and M was probably two, and Cat was probably three. I mean, they were very, very young. Tiny. Don't remember it at all. Yeah. Young enough to just eat a mushroom. <laughs> just randomly. Eat a mushroom <laughs> growing in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kids. Okay. (laughs) 40 years later. (laughs) I know, right? Still. So lame. (laughs) But it's like... This is what you do to your children. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Your actions have consequences. But, like, it's something I just refuse to, like, even consider going to therapy for or something, you know? It's like... (laughs) I'm getting... I I live my life just yes. fine, thank you. <laughs> it rarely affects my life now. It still does, but you know, I live. You you live oh, with I... your neurotic problems. We all do, yeah. right? <laughs> do. And I'm a very understanding older sister and will actually warn them when I know there's a movie <laughs> they want to watch, I'm like, Hey, there's a puke scene. Eleven thirty eight. An hour and 14 minutes in. Don't be right. <laughs> okay. Right. Tangent. Okay. <laughs> um, cuts to Norman walking out of his room. Jillian sees him and follows. Norman asks Julian if there is a way he can make a phone call, a private phone call, and Julian tells Norman to follow him. They get... They go to a locked office. Julian takes a butter knife out of his shoe and unlocks the door with it and tells Norman this office is for the night staff and he can make a call there. That was a weird looking butter knife. <laughs> it looked just like one you might think um, somewhere like a mental home. Just so <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I just, I'll just get it out here. I was Matt A., They've got the worst. I, I mean, Julian, it was just too easy for them to break out, for them to get into offices, to steal badges. Yeah, I'm not super mm-hmm. impressed. I with really the had to. Staff nope. or facility. It's sure if, nice at the front. If I was paying like $30,000 for <laughs> one of my puke phobia sisters to stay there, I'd be really pissed. <laughs> 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 I would expect 
before. <laughs> you have to go stay at a place. <laughs> Our valley has only spent $30,000 a month for you guys to get over this puke drama that you don't even remember. I can no longer function in the world where puke exists. (laughs) So we had to lock him up. I walked past a guy and he burped and I thought he was going to puke. You guys are just paralyzed. <laughs> no, in my flight or fight, I I'm a flight person. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be Emily and Catherine shaped holes pull. in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not impressed with Pineview. Nope. If it wasn't for the amount of money, I know. <laughs> you know, it'd be fine. So, I know. <laughs> it's more like a two thousand dollar a month place. <laughs> yeah, it's just played up as like the pinnacle of I know. everything, and it's not. Nope. But we yeah, saw the like front entrance again, and it's like so ornate. <laughs> And then you go in the back and it's not. No, I know. It's all smoke yeah, and mirrors. Flimsy facade. Yep. Okay, so next we see Dylan changing a tire on his truck and his phone rings. It's Norman. Dylan asks how he was doing and Norman tells him a lot has happened and he doesn't have a lot of time to talk. So he just needs Dylan to listen. Norman tells Dylan that their mother is in trouble. He tells Dylan he will be getting out of Pineview that day, but Dylan needs to be with Norma because the police may be coming to the house to talk to her. Dylan asks why, and Norman tells him because the truth is going to be coming out about a lot of things. Dylan asks what truth and asks if Norman is okay. (laughs) Norman says he is okay and that this is not about him. It's about the price they all pay for keeping secrets. Dylan tells Norman he needs to calm down and then asks Norman if his doctor is around. Norman says no, he is not the one in trouble, and then says, what is wrong with everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Dylan says he will be there with Norma, and that everything is going to be okay, and Norman says, it is not okay, it's all going to fall to shit. Dylan asks Norman what his doctor's name is, and asks if he can call him. Norman says no, and everything is actually fine, and tells Dylan never mind, and hangs up. He goes, never mind, Dylan. No, never mind. Never mind, Dylan. I like how he said it. Uh, Julian asks Norman if he needs him to help him break out of there. Norman says, thank you, but no, and says, the world has gone mad, but I'm not. I will be out of here today. He's like, good thing I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Again, I just love what Dylan brings to this. I just love... Oh, he was amazingly cool and... I know! Asked all the right questions and just knew what was going on. 
Yes. I just, I love Dylan. I, I really do. I just love that character. I was so, I just loved him in that scene when Norman was wearing the robe and making breakfast. And Dylan's like, all right, I'll go get the blackberries. You know, I mean, I just love how <laughs> Nothing's cool. wrong with me. <laughs> I I still love that so much yeah oh and then we had the opening sequence next we see Norma in the kitchen and Romero walks in she tells him she made him breakfast he stops her and tells her he is not sorry for what happened last night and she says she isn't either and they start kissing she stops him and says she can't do it it's too much and she makes him sit down and eat, and she starts putting food on his plate. <laughs> Dumps a big <laughs> pile of food. Yeah, on just food. <laughs> that was enough food to feed like four or five people. I just love how normal it was. <laughs> it was everything. It was pancakes, eggs, sausage, and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> this is covered so everything. Funny. I know, she covered all the bases. <laughs> Maybe he's a bacon guy. Oh, wait, what if he's a sausage guy? I'll make both. I'll make both. <laughs> she doesn't know. She doesn't know him. <laughs> he should have sat down and said, where's the ham? <laughs> <laughs> what, no toast? <laughs> <laughs> He says, it's a lot. And she says, well, you're a big guy, big and tallish. I just didn't want you to be hungry. (laughs) Awkward word vomit. (laughs) (laughs) He sits at the table, and she stands behind him at the sink with a pad of paper and a pen. He tells her they need a joint checking account. It will look more real. She agrees they need to make it look real. Did he say that because he's, like, worried about her having enough money? Or was it really... Did it have to do with the bank? What made him say that? Or was it just totally married people get joint checking accounts? End of story. I I think it is a little bit about he wants her to have some money. You know? Yeah. I think he wants to take care of her. Yeah. And he knows that... She's not got a lot of money, so and she's yeah. stressed about it too. It's a lot of stress for her. Yeah, it is. and it's cute. And she wants to take care of him. She makes a nice yeah. giant breakfast. I know they're like such a they're like leave it to Beaver couple. You know, she's <laughs> making breakfast and watching him eat, and he's like, "Let's get a joint chicken." You know, I'll take care of the finances. You take care of me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Warden June. <laughs> but I think it is a little bit, you know, let's make this look real. That's what that's what married couples sure. do. They get they get bank accounts together, you know? Yeah. And it might have been just a little dig to Rebecca too. <laughs> well, yeah. Um He says it might be a good idea if they showed up at the winter thing together that night. She asks what it is, and he tells her the winter festival with all the lights. It would be a good public place to be together. She says she would love to, but she hadn't seen Emma yet. 
and she was going to do that today and probably won't be back in time. He says no problem and asks how Emma is doing. Norma sits down at the table and says Dylan told her she is doing pretty well, really well. Romero asks if Emma and Dylan are together, and Norma says, apparently, it's weird how people aren't all together, and then all of a sudden they are. Oh, wait, aren't at all together, and then all of a sudden they are. And then she looks out into the middle distance. <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> um, I, I would say that thousands of Normero shippers would argue with that statement, though. <laughs> Uh, Norma, you guys have been together for a while. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, in, you know, we've talked about Herbie and the wild card that we just don't know what's going on in her mind, and apparently it wasn't a lot with him. Because <laughs> this is just all, like, hitting her so hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think she's still just... This was not in her plans. It was... They were going to get married for her to get insurance none of this was in the plan like him being there and her making breakfast and wanting to go out with her and you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah um she and Romero stare at each other for a few seconds and he grabs her hand she stands up and says she's going to get dressed and she's already dressed (laughs) (laughs) and tells him to have a great day at work okay What's the main interpretation of Norma in this scene and what's going on with her? Um, I think... Is she just awkward because they slept together? I, I think it's a little bit of that. And I, I really think it's... This is just so new and unexpected that she just doesn't know how to react. Plus, he's a nice guy, and he wants to do things with her and wants to take her out in public, and I don't think she's used to that. No, not at all. But then you know, she's by herself, it, she realizes this is great, you know? Oh, and even when he turned his back to start eating, she just looked at him like, ha. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean... I think she's just, she had two really bad marriages plus a horrible upbringing, you know, with a rapey brother, you know, and here's this nice guy that... Yeah, she has no idea what to do with that. Yeah. And I think part of her is like, do I deserve this? Because, you know, we kind of got into this as a sham, but it seems to be like working out type thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe started kissing. The this is just too much. Is all part of that? I think so. Like, can this be real? Exactly. Exactly, because she's probably had, you know, men who I don't know. This is just we've talked about it before. This is just the first good one, you know. Yeah. Because there was Shelby. There was Shelby, and, you know, that was all just based on a secret they were holding together about that belt, you know? Yeah, that was pure manipulation to get him on her side. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this this started out as manipulation, you know, like, 
we need to get married because I need insurance and you've got insurance and let's get married. You're not doing anything else, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just convenience. But there was a little before that. I mean, oh yeah, there was some intimacy sure. and feelings. Sure. Yes. So, yeah. I think, I think she, she knew on his side that he found her attractive, but I think he's kind of rocking her world on, like, seeming to, like, really love her. Right. Right. I think it's a little bit unexpected, and I think she's just, I think it's just unexpected. Like, in her mind, this was just going to be a marriage so that she could get insurance for Norman, you know? Yeah. And, okay, I'll sleep with you, you know? But this is, like, real feelings, and he's really nice to her. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'll sleep with you no, because I know you think I'm pretty. Or beautiful, right. whatever he said. And Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and I but think But then she's... he didn't want to sleep with her like that. Right. Right, and I think that's part of it, too. I think she's having a hard time. Like, this has never happened to her. Yeah. You yeah, know, there's this... no manipulation involved, and she doesn't know what to do with that. Like, yeah, there's always been a manipulation involved with her. On yeah. someone's and side, I brought either up on to... hers or his. I think it was to Cat, but do we think that it's possible like, that this is this was her first like actual diamond ring, you know? That Possibly. could easily be her very first real ring that someone bothered to give her. Possibly, because her you know her first marriage was to a high school boyfriend. There probably was not a nice diamond ring involved. Um, and who knows? I don't know about What's Sam. Down? You know, he was, you know, obviously cheap, but, you know, you never know how, you know, he had to have started out somewhat nice for her to fall for him and have an affair right. with him and everything. Oh, well, yeah, she had an affair with him. So maybe he did buy her a ring. I don't know. I'm sure this is the nicest one. Sure. It's a beautiful ring. Anyway, yeah. I just think there's a lot that maybe we don't even think about sometimes to this that's. Making it so different for her and kind of rocking her back a little bit. And I like it. I like it. And yeah. it'll probably come out because they're doing it on purpose. They're making her, you know. Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, the closest relationship she's ever had is with her son. Right. And maybe part of her is like, Oh, I could get close to this guy, and that might be weird for her. Like, and they just slept together. Close your eye, you close your ears, Daniel. You know, it might have been like very loving, maybe that she hasn't mm-hmm. experienced. Maybe his passion or whatever was right. Rocked her a little bit, also, and kind of right. I don't know, freaked her out is the right word, but maybe a little, but not in a bad way. Right just surprising I don't know we didn't see any of it so I don't know (laughs) (laughs) anyway okay 
Next, we see Norma getting in her car. She sits there for a little while, smiling, then drives off. Oh, so cute. I know. It, it was such a little scene, but I had to add it because she did. It was a beautifully I, shot scene. It yeah, was. house over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yep, and just her, cool. like, just, she'd kind of smile and then not let herself smile and then smile again. And I think it was all that we were just talking about, like, huh. Yeah, maybe maybe this is something, <laughs> you know. Well, we have had those little moments from her all season. Just he yeah, keeps little... doing that to her, and it's just adorable. Mm-hmm. And makes you so happy and so sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So next we see Norman standing against a wall of Pineview, and the old man walks up to him and says, Hi, you're a new face. I'm Dickie. <laughs> I'd be like, his name is Dickie. That's the perfect. <laughs> so we perfect. squealed about Dickie and the feedback, and I think that Dickie is my chick. <laughs> chick is to Sue as Dickie is to M. <laughs> chick and Dickie. <laughs> Our little boys, Chicken Dicky. <laughs> I know. Norman says we've already met Dicky. Dicky says I don't think so. Norman says I do. Yesterday and this morning, twice. I love how he stops for a second, and then goes twice. <laughs> Good delivery. (laughs) Beautiful delivery. Yep. An orderly comes up and tells Norman they are waiting for him in group. Norman says he is not going, and he shakes Dickie's hand. (laughs) (laughs) Dickie's standing there with his hand out. Norman's like, all right, I'll shake it again. (laughs) The orderly says he is scheduled, and if he doesn't go, he is going to have to confine him to his room. Norman says, okay, Jacob, <laughs> you obviously didn't get the memo because I'm being released today. You can go ask Dr. Edwards. The orderly says, okay, let's go to group and starts to grab Norman. And Norman says, okay, thank you. Well done. <laughs> but no, bad idea. <laughs> you have obviously no idea what is going on in this place. I am being released today. We hear Dr. Edwards say Norman, and Norman asks why Dr. Edwards didn't tell him that he was leaving that day. Norman says he has to leave. Dr. Edwards knows the truth now. He has to be home with his mother. Dr. Edwards says, let's go sit, Norman. <laughs> what this is the best idea that he was being released that day? He, okay, we discussed this. He feels like he just told them the truth that Norma's the one doing the killing so obviously he's so I can go now yeah Yeah. so in his head he decided that they were going to go look into Norma and he is off the hook because it's like okay guess what I'm not crazy it's my mom so I think in in his mind like in a day right well he's (laughs) He's a little crazy. <laughs> well, I was going to mention in that first scene when we um, when we see Norman sitting in his room and the Oliver guy comes in to give him his meds, his bed is totally made again. So 
is, and this happened in the last episode. Do you think he's just sitting up all night? Is he sitting up all night, or is he sleeping and waking up early and making his bed? I I don't know. (laughs) He's had weird, he's had a few instances where he just sits at his window for hours. I I would say that he just sits up all night, and then that's when the crazy wheels get turning. (laughs) Plus, where the moths come out. (laughs) That's where the moths come out. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, sitting up all night in your own head, plus the lack of sleep, just makes you kind of crazy. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On top of being crazy. So interesting. Yeah. Yep. He was so awesome. Okay. Thank you. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Norman in that scene, I could watch a hundred (laughs) times. And Dickie. Yes. I could just watch that little scene a hundred times. I love it so much. With Dickie just watching the whole thing with his little side eyes. (laughs) 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 And Norman just so agitated. (laughs) Oh, you didn't put in the part where Norman calls Jacob this one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) This one didn't seem to get it. I don't know why that makes me laugh. (laughs) 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 Alright, um, so next we see Dylan and Emma walking on the roof of the hospital. Dylan asks if she is sure it's alright. Emma says they told her to exercise her legs a lot to prevent blood clots. Dylan says, great, one more thing to worry about. He finds a pack of cigarettes and says to Emma, smoke? She says, maybe later, and they laugh. They walk over to the edge. Emma says the air feels so nice. Emma tells Dylan there's a hospital in Seattle that has the best respiratory center in the country, and her dad wants to give her the best shot. Dylan asks if they are moving there, and she says it looks like it. She says she wants to go to college, and she can do that there. Dylan says it makes a lot of sense for her to move. She asks if there was any way he would move there with him. He says, seriously? She says, I know that's a huge thing to ask. And if you don't want to uproot your whole life for someone, I've, you've only been with a few weeks, that's, and not even really been with, then I completely understand. But I was just hoping that there was, that there was maybe something you would possibly consider. That that was. Dylan says, Emma, if you want me to come, I'm going to go with you, and they kiss. Yeah, more and more, I just feel like Dylan feels like his family is under control, his mother's taken care of, Norman's taken care of, and he wants a new start, and he wants a new start with Emma. And Mm -hmm. it's probably hard to get a new, fresh start in White Pine Bay. And he might have been thinking things like that and thinking, hmm, what am I going to do in White Pine Bay? (laughs) Right. But I want to stay here because Emma's here and, you know, his family. But with Emma moving, it just sounds... I think it sounds like something he would just jump on right now. It really is possible to me. It makes sense. It makes sense for him. But I don't want to see him go. No. I don't want to take him out of the show, no. Right. Or her. I don't want either of them to leave the show. 
Right. I mean, I know them staying means death, but <laughs> if you're willing to take that, I, I'm willing to take that <laughs> chance. <laughs> We know what the other possibility is, don't we, Em? Yes. <laughs> what? Oh, we can't get into it or we will laugh too much. <laughs> Have I heard it before? No. No. It happened this morning. It happened this morning. Oh. Never mind, then I'll listen to it. I'll hmm. hear it eventually. <laughs> it involves... It involves Dylan still lives in Seattle during the movie Psycho. <laughs> and Norman. Dylan calling home and talking to Mother. Oh, man. Oh, it made us laugh so hard. <laughs> Norman on the phone. Okay. <laughs> It was making me giggle all day. (laughs) (laughs) Put mom on the phone. Because are you picturing, um, I don't know, Tony Perkins doing it? Yes. Oh, it was totally Tony Perkins in the mother suit doing it. Oh my god. Dylan! Norman got a whore again. <laughs> no, I haven't brought another woman home. <laughs> oh, it's so funny that Dylan believes it. <laughs> <laughs> you just see him get off the phone and I was like, well, how's your mom? <laughs> Dylan's like, she doesn't sound so good. <laughs> oh, well. Dilly, come home and see your mom. <laughs> I'll make you a turkey pot pie. <laughs> oh, oh, that's okay. making my stomach hurt. I know. All right. Obviously, from earlier today. Oh, man. We laughed so hard. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was totally the original psycho. It had nothing to do with Freddie Highmore or Vera. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So next we see Norman and Dr. Edwards. (laughs) He is telling Norman that sometimes people in therapy will make accusations that are not true, but they believe are true. Norman tells him, yes, but I, but what I told you is true. (laughs) (laughs) That's for other people. (laughs) That is not what's happening here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm sure that's really confusing for you and them. <laughs> that must make your job really difficult, Doctor Edwards. Let's move on. To me. Uh, what's happening here? Uh, <clears throat> Doctor Edwards said he did report it to the local authorities, but it is going to take some time for them to get back to him. 
He says, in the meantime, they should do the work he is there to do. Norman says, you don't believe me. Dr. Edward says, I believe you believe it. It should be investigated outside this facility. That's not my job. My job is to help you. Do you understand, Norman? Norman says, I understand that there is no one here that I can trust. Norman gets up and walks away, and Dr. Edwards asks where he is going, and he says he is going to talk about his feelings in group, and he walks away. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, wants to go to group. (laughs) (laughs) There is someone, Norman. I mean, there is no one Norman can trust, even himself. Nope. (sighs) I I believe you believe it. That is not saying you believe him. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You're not fooling him, Dr. Edwards, but he's being honest. (laughs) Um, Next, we see Norman walk down some stairs and walk toward the front door. A security man stops him and asks where he is going. Norman tells him outside. The security man tells him the courtyard for patients is off the cafeteria. Norman says he wants to go out there and that he can't just say no. He is going out the door. (laughs) Suddenly, Julie. So, Norma. (laughs) It's like what Norma would do. I'm just going to. Charge over there and speak with authority that I'm going outside. (laughs) You can't say no. I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, Julian says, Luther, it's cool. I'll talk to him. And Norman and Julian walk off. Julian tells Norman not to give Luther a hard time. He's a good guy. Norman tells Julian not to to tell him what to do. (laughs) Julian tells him if he wants to bust out of there to not just walk out the front door. They will have him strapped in bed and doped up within half an hour. Norman says he can't stand it there. He has to get out and ask Julian what he knows about it. Julian tells him he has skipped out dozens of times. Half the security measures are there because of him. What security measures? (laughs) (laughs) Luther? (laughs) Some screws on the the vents? (laughs) (laughs) Um... He says he's been planning another trip, and Norman can come along, and they can do it that night. Hmm. All right, so next we see Emma sitting in her hospital room. Norma walks in, and they hug, and Norma tells Emma she looks amazing. Emma thanks her, and Norma says, thank you for making Dylan so happy. I mean, where the hell did this all come from? Emma laughs and says she doesn't know. It's funny, like they finally saw each other one day. Emma asks if Norma thinks that Norman will understand. She knows he's going through a lot. Dylan has been keeping her in the loop. Norma says she thinks they can help Norman there, and at least he is safe. Emma says she's doing the right thing. Norma says she hopes so. It doesn't feel right. It feels scary and awful. Emma says maybe they should try and let go a little. She's always been so close to Norman. Maybe this is her chance to just stand and breathe on her own and think about herself a little. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'd feel a little awkward if I was Emma here. Just kind of like, a little. Yeah, I'm kind of plowing through your boys, Norma. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it would just feel a little awkward to me. It would be. It would be a little awkward. I mean, she's she's been confiding in Norma about her feelings for Norman for so long, and it'd just be really awkward to see her for the first time and have her like, what? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fickle. Yep. But it's cute, and I think, like I said in, you know, earlier today, that 
I think what Emma said, Norma really took to heart. I think she totally did. Yeah. To let go you know, a little. I, like, let go a little. He's just be Norma. You know, take this as an opportunity to just be yourself. When's Norma ever done that? Probably never. never you know. Even yeah. in Norma, even in the episode Norma Louise, she was still playing someone else, you know. Right. Yeah, this is an opportunity to be the Norma she wants to be. Which is well, and kind just, of the, she's, she wants to take, you could tell that she was putting a little of her take care of Norman energy into Romero. That's mm-hmm. just how she f- is comfortable Right. She likes to take care by cooking and whatever. It makes her feel like a, like the mother and wife she has always dreamed of in her little dream fantasy world of the perfect home. And now, with Norman away, she's doing it to Romero. Well, and Norman away in like a facility that can help him, you know, Mm -hmm. that's. Because, you know, all his life, she probably had to kind of protect him from Sam, you know, the abuse. Right. And then, you know, Norman kills Sam, and that's where we step in and watch what's happening, and it hasn't been, you know, easy. So this is like the first time in 18 years that... She's not, like, probably constantly worried, you know. And before that, it wasn't good with... It wasn't good with the first guy. Right. Dylan's father. And then it wasn't good in her home. And then it wasn't good in home life. Right. So, yeah. And now she's got... You know, Norman is in a safe place. Dylan's fine. And she's... Romero wants to take care of her you know mm-hmm. everything's coming up norma <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> all right so next we see romero in his office he gets a text that says we need to talk not telling okay the text i it's not it. telling on you it's um not hitting on you she says Oh, okay, because I paused it, and I still couldn't read it that well. Yeah, it said, we need to talk, not hitting on you, this is important. Oh, like, okay, hitting. Okay. Yeah. Um, it so, wait, 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 wait. There were three separate texts. Do you think they were, like, sent? I'm guessing she wrote, we need to talk, and then thought he's going to be thinking... You know, we don't have anything to say to each other. So she's like, I'm not hitting on you. And then she's like, this is important. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just wonder how much time elapsed between... <laughs> yeah, I wonder like, too. She's ignoring her, but, you know, and she's like, I'm not hitting on you. <laughs> that makes sense, because <laughs> they were three separate bubbles. Mm-hmm. But we only got one ding. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was kind of weird. I don't know. Well, it doesn't make sense. So maybe the other two had happened earlier, and all we see is the last one, and that's the only one that he heard or something. Or he, 
you know, we the other two happened off camera and he just ignored them. So maybe there is some time between the three. Yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah, maybe there was. And finally, scenes when where it was he's like, looking at him. Right. So yeah, all we makes, heard was probably laugh. makes the most sense. Yeah. They just had it. He was reading it at such a weird angle, and I don't know. I guess my TV is just too big. Maybe if it was on my laptop, I could have seen it better. Yeah, I didn't have any trouble reading it, and I watched it on my iPad, actually. Yeah. Um, so then it cuts to Romero at the bank. He's walking with Rebecca and tells her that he got her text and asks what she wants. They go into an empty office and close the door, and she asks him if he killed Bob Paris. He says he's not going to dignify that with a response and asks what her end game is. She says she told he told her to let sleeping dogs lie, but there is a three million there's three million dollars in a safety deposit box that Bob just left behind. No one knows about it because she laundered it for him. It's under a fake name. Romero asks why she's telling him about why and why she doesn't just take it. She says every safety deposit box has two keys. The bank has one and the box renter has the other. She says she is pretty sure Bob doesn't have it. She thinks the man who killed him has it. Romero says they shouldn't be talking about this. She says she didn't know what she was getting into with Bob. It was fun, but he's gone now, and the money could be very useful for both of them. He tells her he doesn't have the key. He tells her he needs to open a joint checking account with his wife and asks if he can, she can send him the forms. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he says her name is Norma Louise Bates. And he spells Bates, and she says she knows how to spell Bates. <laughs> she tells him to have a nice day. He says thanks and leaves. Yeah. So he acknowledges that she's keeping her name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just loved it, Bates. B-A-T-E-S. She's like, I know how to spell it. <laughs> Which was that a little dig to her? It seems. I, so. if she's, I didn't know she was the bank manager. I think it's odd that he feels he has to mention that to her right then. But I guess if she handles his account, she'd be the one that opens it, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's just... I think it's just... He's playing it cool, maybe. He's um, playing it cool and just... I'm not interested in your drama. Right, right. I don't have your key. I didn't kill Bob. (laughs) Well, I was kind of thinking about it earlier today after we, you know, did the first part of the recording. And and I was kind of thinking about what we were talking about, her, like, her craziness and and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe that's why Romero kind of kept his distance from her. Because maybe she had shown signs earlier that she was a little bit crazy. Oh, that's true. That's possible. You know? Because to me, I mean, like I was saying before, she's the bank manager, she's pretty. Why wasn't he more interested in her? Why was it just, you know, beat buddies? Because of Norma? Well, I think it's gone on far before Norma. Before Norma came around. But it could be because she doesn't challenge him. I think Norma's challenges yeah. him <laughs> and is interesting. She's not You yeah. either have chemistry with people or you don't. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They probably just don't really. 
Well, it could be that this Rebecca, we might find out some interesting things about her. Maybe she is a little bit crazy, you know? Yeah. Well, she works at Norman's not... house. Well, maybe. Probably. <laughs> I think so. I'm Wait. quite sure it was her. I do, too. I'm just, let's all remember that Emma's mom is around. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> oh, about the money in the furnace. So, remember how I watched the episode again on Sunday night? Mm-hmm. I totally heard, when Norma starts walking down the stairs, you totally hear that thing shut. So I was yeah, like, I, oh my I, gosh, he did put the money in there. <laughs> so he shut it and then like, Walk to the back, like I guess, so. just like she did when she was listening to him put his stuff away and then ran to yeah, the fridge to get something. <laughs> They're doing the same thing. Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so because you hear that thing shut. Hmm. And then, of course, it wasn't there because I terrible hiding spot. Like I said, the DEA is coming to the house. That's the first place they're going to look when they go down to the basement. <laughs> hey, could the money be in here? <laughs> totally. Why, yes it is. Yeah. Okay, so next we see Romero walk into the Bates house and he yells for Norma. And here's no answer. He goes down to the cellar and gets the bundles of money and starts cutting them open. In one of them, he finds a little book that has a passport for Bob and the safety deposit key taped inside it. So he does have the key. He's got the key. It's going to be interesting where all this goes. I know. Uh, Next, we see Norma walk into the house. It's night. She opens the fridge and looks in it, cuts her in a room, holding up close to herself. She sees a picture of Norman and puts it in a drawer, (laughs) 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 which I'm totally okay with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it just, she just didn't want him looking at her. It was just, I'm just putting you away right now. I'm sorry, honey. You know. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see a scene of her. So don't worry, Daniel. She's going to run up to her room and grab that picture and start kissing oh, yeah. it. She's going to freak she's out. She's going to be like, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, she totally is. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. Next, we see Norman at Pineview. He walks out of his room and meets Julian in a hall. A patient starts screaming. Julian says, OCD, I plugged his toilet. Poor guy. <laughs> but, I, I know. <laughs> like, that wasn't nice. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, the orderlies in the area leave to go to the patient. Julian and Norman run to an office window that is open. Julian reaches through and grabs a staff badge that is sitting on a desk. Nice one. <laughs> staff. <laughs> There's no- that is just such bull. I know. I mean, a place like that, I'm sure the staff has to wear the badges, like, on a lanyard around their neck or something. They don't just leave them. Um, yeah, anyway. no way. No way. Jillian uses the badge to open a door, and they run through the door, down a hall, down some stairs, and Jillian uses a screwdriver to open a window, and he and Norman climb through it and escape. And did you notice that the door they open, it's, it it says, like, emergency exit only? I was yes. totally expecting, like, sirens to go off when I that was thing too. <laughs> It's like, isn't but that what it 
emergency doors do. He did <laughs> run the badge through it, so I just shushed it and thought, well, it must turn the alarm off. <laughs> no, because there's badges at my office. We're not allowed to just leave them on our desk either, but... um. We have an emergency door that even your badge, if you open that door, badge or not, it's going to start the alarm. <laughs> Some doors aren't alarmed, though. They just say that because it's, like, legal. Oh. And... oh, did it say alarm would sound? It did. It said emergency exit alarm will sound. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who knows? I think that was just the... The, uh door they got to film. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that just happens. <laughs> like yep. the writer of the episode didn't plan on it. Right. Gotcha. <clears throat> so, we'll just shush how easy yeah. it was for them to get shush. out. Shush. Well, it bugs me because I feel like with Julian, who escapes a lot and half their security measures are for him. If something strange like this OCD guy is flipping out, I swear I would be like, where's Julian? <laughs> you guys take care of him. I'm getting my eye on Julian. Exactly. Maybe that's just how my mind works, but it's just crazy that they just all fall apart. Every Julian's time. just invisible. <laughs> yep. Yep. <clears throat> Pretty crappy. Okay, so next we see Romero in his office and his phone. Okay, I was like, I already read this. <laughs> <laughs> next we see Romero in his office and his phone rings. He answers and it's an agent from the DEA saying he is calling following up on the Bob Paris case. The agent says they have been following the money trail and have reason to believe Bob was laundering cash through the local bank. Romero asks if they have evidence of this. The agent says they are just looking into it. Then he asks Romero if he knows Rebecca Hamilton. Romero says yes, she's the manager. The agent asks how well he knows her, and Romero says not well, and says he has an account there. It's the only bank in town. The agent asks Romero if he knows Rebecca personally. Romero says no, he just does his banking business there and asks why. The agent asks if he has any reason to suspect her of money laundering. Romero says she has never had he has never had reason to suspect her of anything, and asks the agent if he thinks she is involved. The agent says they have reason to believe she had a personal relationship with Bob Paris. The agent says they are just going down that road at that point. Romero says he understands and says to let them know if he can be any more help, and they hang up. So... First off, I felt it was a mistake that Romero will inevitably be caught in the lie that he knew her personally. Yeah. That's going to throw suspicion on him when he could say, well... <laughs> we had a little fling. Yeah, we had a fling once. Just full disclosure. It's Exactly. I don't think at this point it would throw suspicion on him, but it's going to look mighty bad. If they later. find out. Or do you think they already know? I mean, why would the agent say, do you know her personally? I think... I don't know. It's possible they already knew, but I st I get the feeling this was a this really was at this point just a random phone call. Just a random phone call. <clears throat> I think they asked because they want to know if he suspects would he suspect her. Would have any reason to suspect her? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like she how ever well... been in trouble for anything before? Right. 
Okay. Or do you think, you know, if you know him personally, do you think she'd be willing to do something like that? Gotcha. Okay. But, oh, that... Uh, that was a bad sign. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Romero's got to be just like, well, that's not good. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) this sucks. (laughs) I must go kill Rebecca. Blame it on Norman. Oh, crap, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crap, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Simpsons again. <laughs> we all speak Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> it's so referential, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It just applies to everything. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a scene from The Simpsons that applies to everything. <laughs> Every life situation. <laughs> 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 okay, so next we see Norman and Julian running to a road, and Julian starts sticking his thumb out to get a ride, and yells at every car that passes them that doesn't stop. <laughs> Norman's going, man, what did I get myself into? <laughs> Norman asks if Julian thinks it's safe to get in a car with a stranger. <laughs> Julian tells Norman they are the crazy ones. Norman says he has never done it before, and Julian says he guesses there are a lot of things he has never done before. Julian says, that's all going to change tonight, Scout. I think <laughs> so, Julian underestimates Norman. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on Julian calling Norman Scout so much? <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know or that are new, Emily's got two daughters and the elder one is named Scout. Um, another car passes and Julian yells at them and then says to Norman did you see the way they looked at us I hate that (laughs) (laughs) Norman asks him how long he has been at Pineview Julian says about four years (laughs) he is in for the bees bipolar borderline blah 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 so Julian's been there for four years (laughs) that is so long. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that seem like a really long time? That's a long yes. time. Is borderline, when they say that, is that usually like borderline schizophrenic? Schizophrenia? I, I think so. Right. <clears throat> um, he says he is really there because his family doesn't want him around. They are all fancy musicians, very neat and civilized. He doesn't fit in. He upsets them. I was like, Sue's theory. (laughs) (laughs) A rich kid that they wanted to just put somewhere. Yeah, can't deal with him. Yeah, and it just kind of makes you sad because you kind of get the idea. I I don't think he's maybe bipolar, but I don't know about schizophrenic and stuff. Not that I know him, you know. But it does seem sad that, like, They've got enough money to just put him away there for four years. Oh, yeah. That's just kind of sad. Very. Um, another car drives by and doesn't stop, and Jillian yells, 
Eat me, you son of a bitch. (laughs) 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 And then says to Darwin, I can't imagine why they would think that. So he's talking about family. (laughs) So on the nose. Um, Jillian tells Norman not to worry. They are going to get there. Norman says maybe they could, they could just discuss the plan. Maybe go somewhere else. <laughs> Jillian reaches into his pocket and pulls out a big wad of cash and says that every time his parents visit him, they give him money to make him feel better, make them feel better for locking him up in the pit. I he says they use the word pit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> they like pits in the ship. Um, he says they are going to have an amazing experience and nothing is going to stop them. A car drives by and stops and they get in the back seat and drive off. Um, next we see the car drive up to a strip club. Norman and Julian get out of the car and they are let right in. Shush. Julian tells... I know. Shush. <laughs> Not ID either. I know. Uh, Julian tells Norman what he is feeling is freedom. Norman stares at the dancers. They sit down, and a dancer crawls up to him. Julian tells her he is Dr. Gray Edwards and flashes his money and says he wants to dance. Julian tells Norman he is going to the VIP lounge and hands Norman a bunch of money and tells him to enjoy himself. Yep. Yeah. Strip club. <laughs> I wish it was a Norman and Dickie adventure. <laughs> I know. Oh, I would have liked that better. <laughs> I wish Dickie went with them. <laughs> Where are you going, boys? <laughs> no, the best is if they're on that road and he's just appears. <laughs> like he had been following them the whole time and they just noticed <laughs> Emily's fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so next we are at the Lights of Winter Festival. Norma is walking through carrying an umbrella with lights on it. She sees Romero talking to some people. He spots her and walks up to her and tells her she looks beautiful. He says he thought she wasn't going to come, and she says, I heard there was funnel cake. He says, come on, Mrs. Sheriff, I'll set you up. Cuts to Romero getting her a funnel cake, and then they grab a couple of hot toddies. She says she's never had a hot toddy and asks what's in it. He says cinnamon and whiskey, mostly whiskey. She says she likes whiskey. A woman walks up to Romero and tells him some people want a picture with him. He says he will be right back, and Norma says, okay, big shot, and he walks off. We hear a woman's voice say, Norma Bates. Norma walks around, turns around and says, yes, it's Rebecca, and she introduces herself and says she works at the bank. Norma asks how she knows her, and Rebecca says she doesn't. She knows Alex. She is his banker. Norma says that makes her her banker now, too. <laughs> Cuts to Romero getting his picture taken with some people, and he sees Rebecca talking to Norma, and he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll see you later. <laughs> And he starts walking over. Rebecca tells Norma she hopes they are happy together. Romero walks up and says hi to Rebecca. She said she was just introducing herself to his bride. He says he is glad they could meet. Romero tells her there is a bank business they need to talk about later, and Rebecca says she knows where he can find her. Romero tells Norma they want to get a picture of them together. Norma tells Rebecca it was 
Good to meet her, and she and Romero walk away. Rebecca stands there and watches them get their picture taken. With a little black cloud over her head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she, like, slams the hot toddy she had. and I think she heads over to the base house. Heads over to the base <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, very cute little scene, too. They're just so happy <laughs> getting funnel <laughs> <little> cakes. <laughs> yep. Come on, I Mrs. Like how Sheriff. She takes one bite. <laughs> She's like, mm, that's good. Puts it yep. down. <laughs> yep. I guess that's I like... the way to eat a funnel cake. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this Rebecca, who, not good. Trouble with a capital not. T. Yeah. And you know, it's funny how Romero doesn't seem awkward around Rebecca. Like, when he walks up, he's like, hey, Rebecca, you know. Well, you glad, know what? Glad you guys could meet. Yeah, and I think... You know, we never see his answer at dinner when Norm asks who he's sleeping with. Mm-hmm. And he kind of says, I see people. And she says, I want names. And it cuts out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he didn't give names, but it's kind of obvious when they start dancing and start talking in this next scene that she knows, that knows. he's one of the ones he sees. Women know. Yeah. So... I think he's just kind of like, well, she knew I had people. She knew I slept with people. She probably knows I don't anymore. Um, oh, right, no right. At all. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's exactly. And no that. jealousy should be. No jealousy seemed oh, to be on Norma's part. Not at all. And she, she doesn't no really. Yeah. No, she doesn't have a reason to be jealous or. No. You know she. It would be well, unreasonable. It, it also just kind of leads me to believe in even more that his thing with Rebecca was just so casual. Yeah. That Very. He just doesn't even care to rent it. Like, oh, yeah, hi, here's my wife. You know, glad you guys could meet. At like, least on no... his end, obviously, yeah, exactly. end is, is different. Right. Yep. And that might not be well to serve Rebecca right now. I mean, exactly. She might wanted to see him act a little like, oh, oh crap, you know. Yeah, I mean that could be even more damaging. That exactly. She seems to not even matter that much to him. Right. To care about her talking to his wife. Um, so next we see Norman Romero dancing at the festival. She says, so who's Rebecca? He says she's just someone he knew before he met her. Oh, yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. Um, he says, do you remember when I first met you on the porch of your motel that night? Norma says, yeah, my heart stopped, mostly because I thought you were going to arrest me. He says, no, I missed that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so was that just him changing the subject real quick? I wanted to ask you Kind of a guys, strange segue. It was really strange to bring that up again. It's just, it's not yeah. a good memory. And 
It's especially not a good memory, because the last time he brought it up was a really bad time for those two. Right, right. Yeah, I thought it was weird that he brought it up. I mean... And if he would have brought it up and said, I thought you were pretty then, or something, it would have made sense. Yeah. You exactly. It at all. It but goes it just nowhere and goes nowhere. Yeah. Right. Except it right. made a cute little line. No, I missed that opportunity. But yeah. Right. I, I mean, know. if Very if he would have followed it up with like a, I never would have believed I'd be dancing with you right now and married yeah. to you or something. Or if it had something to do with Rebecca. Right. Yeah. Were just talking about her. That's the thing. The first time I watched this, when he brought that up. I thought he was going to say something like, yeah, I wouldn't hit that after I met you. <laughs> <laughs> or I just come from her place. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, actually, Sue, you just said something that maybe made sense. Um, maybe it was one of those things that the show doesn't spoon feed us stuff. Maybe we were supposed to just infer, I never oh. thought we'd get here. You know, I never would have I... thought a year or so later, we'd be married and dancing together at the light festival. Well, that's yeah. how everything is in life. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> Not everybody meets the way they did and ends up where they are now. That's I know, rare. But, yeah, like, I don't know. You come and think about things in a completely new context, and you're like, I don't know, it just kind of blows your mind for a second. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know, after Sue said that, I thought, well, I guess that's it. They're just not spoon-feeding it to us. They're right. just, he said that because that was where his mind was going. Wow, remember the first time we met? Wow, where? look at where we are now. That's crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> that probably is it. That probably is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Norma giggled at his no I miss that opportunity line like I did then he says well I guess it all turned out okay in the end huh all things considered she says you think so you think it's going to be okay he says kind of yeah I do yeah I'm like oh Romero this is not the end (laughs) (laughs) it's not going to be okay I'd be really nervous right now. But I guess he didn't yeah, see. But, you know, he's Batman. He is. And he's got to have some Batman moments this season. Oh, totally he will. He's totally going to make it okay. They're they're going to build this up like, oh no, what's going to happen? He's going to kill Rebecca. <laughs> he's going to get away with it. And it's, in the end, it's going to be Norman that messes this all up for him. You know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be Rebecca. This will all be resolved. It's going to get tense and we're going to be scared. Maybe, maybe Romero spends a night or two in jail or something, you know, but he's going to. White Pine Bay? No way. (laughs) He's going to make it okay, you know, because that's what he does. He solves the problems. I just, I stand by, I do not want to see him have to kill Rebecca. I think that's going to be awful. 
Not that he, there's a lot of love lost there, but I just don't want to have to see him have to stoop to that. That makes me sad. I see it when I picture it, because I have. (laughs) (laughs) I see it as he's got no choice. Like, she's coming, like, it's a, you know. It gets really ugly. It gets really ugly, and he's just got no choice. I would just rather her take the money Ooh, and go. Maybe Norma doesn't. Maybe. Ooh. You know? Because if maybe she comes Norma, in and ransacks. Yeah, I mean. No, I think she's going to. She's not going to run off with the money. She's going to have a grisly demise. I think she is. I think she is. Okay. And I don't. Th- you know, I don't think it's going to be this sad, I'm sorry, Rebecca, I have to kill you type thing. I think it's going to be like, he had no choice. She's going to be like coming after him with something or, you know. It'll just running. be quick and, yeah, self-defense-y. Yeah. Exactly. If she's already up to vandalizing Norma's house in a snit rage. Right. Right. There's more to come. It's going to get ugly. <laughs> it's going to get ugly. Oh, yeah. Yep. Just the beginning. Yep. So, uh, next we see Norman at the strip club watching a dancer. She walks up to Norman and sits down and says she is Athena. She says his friend is still in the VIP lounge and must be having fun. Norman says, I guess so. Norman asks what the VIP lounge is, and she says, private rooms, just you and me. He asks what happens. She tells him anything he wants. Cuts to Norman and Athena walking down a hallway, and they enter a private room. She makes him sit down, and she sits on his lap facing him, and he pulls a screwdriver out of his pocket, <laughs> puts it on the table. <laughs> Run, Athena! Oh. <laughs> At least she, I didn't uh, go for a lame. Is that a screwdriver? <laughs> <laughs> Are you just happy to see me? <laughs> but they kind of went there without... Yes. <laughs> they did it silently. <laughs> Again, they don't spoon feed us on the show. <laughs> well played, Joe. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she asks how he is doing, and he says fine. She takes her bra off and throws it on the floor, and Norman stares at it. Norman starts having flashes of Miss Watson, and then a quick flash of Norma. And then a bloody knife, and then for a quick second, Norman morphs into Norma. Athena grabs his face and asks if he is okay. He says she is pressing on her legs and tells her to stop. She gets off his lap. He hands Athena her bra and says, put on your bra for God's sakes. (laughs) And he stands up. Then he says, this isn't a place for Norman. And then he looks in the mirror and says, it's not the sort of thing you should be doing. This isn't the sort of thing he likes. Athena asks, what does Norman like? I'm up for anything. Anything that you or Norman want to try, we can do. Norman and Athena turn around, and suddenly it's Head Norma and Athena in the room. Head Norma <laughs> sits on the chair and says... Yeah, and I thought that that tank top was a bra. <laughs> I did too! <laughs> and we were like... Norman, like, visualizes mom in a bra, but... <laughs> He, like, safety it up by a very unsexy one. <laughs> like a sports Least bra. sexy bra on the planet. <laughs> Just made us laugh. 
<laughs> then we were like, oh, it's a tank top. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a bra at first, too. Um, so I had Norma sits on the chair and says, okay, what do you mean? Athena says, there is no judgment here. There's no rules. So whatever you want, you can have. Role play, getting spanked. And she slaps Norma's legs and Norma smiles. Athena says, dressing up, sweetheart, putting on clothes. And she starts untying her boa. Norma takes it off her and puts it on herself. Athena walks by her, and then it's Norman sitting in the chair wearing the boa. Athena touches him on his head and says, you're pretty, you know that, right? Norman says, yeah, I know. And Athena laughs. Norman grabs her and pulls her down onto his lap, and he's head Norma again. And she and Athena start kissing. Suddenly, you can hear Julian in the hallway yelling Norman's name. Athena jumps up to see what is going on. Head Norma grabs a screwdriver and walks out to the hall where she turns back into Norman. Julian is yelling at some bouncers, telling them to get get their hands off of him. They're telling Julian he has to leave now. Norman says everything is going to be fine. Julian says it's not fine. These people are bastards. They don't understand. The bouncers start punching Julian. Norman is standing there wearing the feather boa and holding the screwdriver, telling the bouncers to get off Julian, to leave him alone. And one of them walks over to Norman and punches him, and he falls, and they all continue to kick Julian. Norman stands up, and the mirror is shattered where his head hit it. So I don't know a lot about what bouncers are supposed to do in strip clubs and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. This seemed pretty seedy to me. <laughs> like, well, just they're there. To... They are there to protect the girls, and they that can is, do that. Just I think so. I think that is three of them main... just kick some kid. <laughs> well, what did Julian do? Yeah, I guess we don't know. You know, what did Julian do in that room to cause all this? That's like the unknown did he I don't I don't know he may freak out too when he's sexually aroused but in a different way you right know, right doesn't I mean he turn into his mother he obviously but he make it violent maybe something weird may, yes exactly so they he have obviously rules about touching about I don't think they do in this in VIP, the VIP lounge though that seemed pretty Whatever you want. Mm. I don't know. I There's still rules. That... We're a bunch of chicks that have never been to a strip club. I know. <laughs> I've been to one. Okay, Sue's been to one. I, I, Cam and I went to one on our honeymoon in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt you went into a VIP room. No, we did not. Silence. But... <laughs> Took you a long time to say no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> but a guy in there while we were there did get in trouble. It, it wasn't this kind of scene, but apparently he, like, touched the girl he was in there with, like, against the rules. Well, that's confusing to me because of the way Athena and was acting with Norman. Right. Like, the kissing really surprised me. Because I don't think they do that. I think it's complete yeah. voyeurism. 
Like yeah, she I mean, can sit on she can sit on your lap. She can grind. She can flash herself. She can take her top you, off. Tape, but, but you can't cannot touch her. touch her. Yeah. <laughs> so. So Julian did something that probably made the girl he was with like run out and get the bouncers. Okay. And the bouncer's job is to keep the girls safe from yeah. guys like that. So, I mean, was it excessive for the three of them to just sit there and kick them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but so. yeah, but maybe he's been there before. I don't, I don't, well, I don't think they would have just let him in like they did. I don't know. Mm-mm. Unless he has been there before with huge wads of cash. Right. He seemed to know exactly where it was. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Lots of little mysteries. <laughs> yeah, like, why was Head Norma, like, into it? Yeah, we've talked a little about this, because a lot of our feedback asked these questions. <laughs> like, is she, like, bi-curious? What's going on? <laughs> or just in Norman's head, he liked that idea of her being that way? Yeah, because I guess Norman so is controlling he, it. He His psyche. Her... Yeah. No, but Em had a good explanation. and Yeah, I did. Oh. Um... He, uh... She... Okay, when when Julian starts yelling and he's interrupted, the look on Norma's face was just so annoyed. Because totally. I just, I feel like she was just making the stripper comfortable to kill her. And if it takes putting the boa on and kissing her a little bit, she was willing to do that to get her into a position where she could take her by surprise and kill her with that screwdriver. Yeah, um, she got interrupted right before it happened. Yeah. Yeah, like Julian totally saved her life. Totally. So that's right, my then. explanation. It's not perfect. But no, it's good. It's good. It, it makes the most sense to me because. Yeah. Yeah. Head Norma being like bisexual or bi curious or anything just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't, but I could see her just being willing to do anything to... Right. Kill someone. Kill someone. To do anything to a girl who's making her son see dirty girls, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I, I love the Norman... This is not the stuff Norman likes. I just, I, it's so, it's just the whole psycho story I love so much, and I always have. Just yes. the fact that Norman fractures himself when he gets sexually aroused and is like, no, no, you know, you are a bad woman. You must right. be killed. It's just so interesting. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Some of the things, you know that he was saying as Norma, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just always been interesting. And there's another layer of interest here because I really feel, you know, Norma doesn't approve of him with girls and, you know, girls like, what was her name? The one that got the hotel room that ended up missing. 
Oh, and he got shot. Um, Annika. Annika. You know, but... We don't know how Norman perceives it, but from our point of view, it's not that she's like, I don't approve of women and sexuality. It's, I don't approve of you, Norman, with that, because you get weird. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, you can't be trusted around this kind of thing and I don't like it and yes there is some jealousy there but I think Norman it's interesting to me that Norman seems to misinterpret how she feels about the stuff and misinterprets it to such a degree that he makes her into this like um, you know girls and sex are dirty Right. Which Norma is not. She doesn't that, seem. Yeah. She isn't that way. But I think he's perceiving it that way somehow, or turning it into that, and that that's just endlessly fascinating to me. Well, and it's interesting where it because ends up going. Norma herself uses sex to get things. You yeah. know. Yes. Holy. Exactly. She's not that way. Right. But some of the stuff when she's like, unhinged women, you know, are drawn to you, and I, you know, and I don't know why. And the, you know, and he's like, what? And he's like, she's he's sex crazed, you know. And then <laughs> at this point, at that point, it's because she does not want him to be in that position because she knows it's it doesn't end up well. I, I do think that there is some jealousy there a little bit, but I don't think that's the driving force on her end. Mm-mm. It's more like a fear. Yeah, a fear. Mm-hmm. Because of his blackouts and things. But what started, what started, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? What started that? Exactly. I hope we find out. I don't know if that's something we're yet to learn, or if it's just something that Norman's... Head just did. Is done. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting <clears throat> what Head Norma says in this little VIP room is this isn't a place for Norman. It's not the sort of thing you should be doing. This isn't the sort of thing he likes. You yeah. know, like, so that's definitely Norma saying, like, he doesn't like these things. Is that her just being like, I don't want him to like these, you know, I mean, it's interesting. It's, it's weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's something I look forward to continue to explore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hope they do. But yeah, is it, does she say that because he was liking it and she's like, no, this is not the sort of thing Norman likes because right. it was is she turning putting... him on. If is it wasn't putting turning that him on, he head? wouldn't have turned into Norma. Yeah, right. it's like she's putting it into his head. But it's him doing it. <laughs> it's him putting it in his head. <laughs> well, yeah, it's his... Perception of his mom. Yeah, and him being like, no, this is bad. So he turns into his mother to... Reprimand himself. Yeah, reprimand himself. Good, Yes. Yes. And Weird. that's, you know, that's what Psycho Norman did. 
you know, he started watching Marion Crane through the peephole, and Mother had to stop it. Right. This is so interesting. I love it. I love it. I love seeing these little early signs of it, you know? Yep. Uh, Next we see Norma and Romero come home from the festival and they're kissing in the doorway in the dark. She turns on the light and sees that someone has totally ransacked her house. Norma asks, who would do that? And they hug. Oh, it was so cute, though. She's like, I want to see you. I want to see <laughs> you. Turns the yeah. light on, and I love his smile when <laughs> they go back to kissing. And then he's like, what? What? <laughs> he that lamp wasn't on the floor. When I was <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a Normaro shipper moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I've ever seen one. Yep. So I'm quite convinced it's Rebecca. I I like your Audrey theory though. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to throw something like that out there because I mean, yes. it's, of course it's Rebecca. But <laughs> I know. It's like, what if Audrey is out there and did it? Think of this. And they're just red herring us with this odd or with this uh, Rebecca thing. Rebecca nonsense, and she just went home, <laughs> cried into nope. her hot toddy. <laughs> she she <laughs> threw back that hot toddy and went. They're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> I'm gonna go get that key. And while I'm doing, you know, maybe she didn't have the. Maybe something set her off. Maybe she couldn't find the key, and maybe she... Something just set her off with them being too happy, and she's not, and she didn't find the key, and she just... Like, frustration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it just felt good. I'm just gonna destroy this woman's house. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. He'll never know it's me. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird, though. It is. I mean, if it was her, she's crazy town nuts. Because that wasn't normal. No. She's really unhinged. Well, and she knows he's going to know it's her. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's Romero. He he knows people. So. But something tells me that she is brazen. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, part of the reason I think that he just wanted to keep it as casual as can be because I think he knows she's a little crazy. Yeah. Like, that, that's uh... that's not the woman you settle down with. That's the woman you just go to once in a while, you know? Booty call. Booty There's call. No one else in the town that, right. <laughs> like you said, men have needs. <laughs> <laughs> He needed a beat buddy. She was a good one for that, but she was crazy. He didn't nothing to nothing long term. Nope. Not that Norma is Norma. No, she's not. But like I said, I think her brand of crazy and everything just attracts him some <laughs> yes. for some reason. Yep. <laughs> she's challenging. 
Yeah. Okay, so next we see Norman sitting in the back of an ambulance. Dr. Edwards is there, and he puts a blanket around him. He says, Norman. Norman says, Dr. Edwards. Dr. Edwards asks if Norman is okay, and uh, Norman asks where Julian is, and he says they took him to the hospital. He got a little banged up. He has a cracked rib. He says he wasn't as lucky as Norman. Norman asks, where am I? Dr. Edwards says, you're outside a club called the Landing Strip. You and Julian came here. <laughs> 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 oh, I just got it. Strip. <laughs> the landing strap. That is pretty They all have terrible names. I so. know. Oh, That's one of the worst. That's a pretty bad one. Yep. Um, you and Julian came here earlier tonight. The two of you got into a fight with some of the bouncers. Norman says, did anything bad happen? Dr. Edwards says, I don't think anyone got hurt, except the two of you, if that is what you mean. He tells Norman he's going to find an officer to take these handcuffs, take off his handcuffs, because there is no need for that. He says he will, he says then they will go back to Pineview and they need to talk. Cuts to Norman and Dr. Edwards sitting in a car. Dr. Edwards tells Norman this isn't the first time Julian has broken out of Pineview. He says Julian doesn't really want to get away. He just wants them to chase after him because that shows him someone cares. He says he has been trying to help Julian for years, but he hasn't gotten very far because Julian won't let him. Dr. Edward says, is that how it is with you, Norman? I know, I know you aren't taking your meds. Are you determined to resist everything we do? Because then I can't possibly help you, Norman. Norman says, my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Edwards says, what about your mother? Norman says, did she kill anybody? Dr. Edwards says, I haven't heard anything from the sheriff, but I'd be surprised if she did. What do you think? Norman says, I don't know. I don't know how I got here or what happened before. I just black out and maybe it's because I'm crazy or something. I don't know. But I can't do this anymore because I'm tired and scared. I'm so scared and I don't trust what I think is real. So if you can help me, then yes, please, please, I'll do anything you say. Please, please help me, please. And the episode ends. Wait, so did Edwards really contact the sheriff's office? I don't think Norman's he has. Allegation? I don't think so. He said he did. I I think he's just telling he's that to make him? Norman feel okay. But really? I really... I, really? I don't know. That's weird. That can't be because Alec, we would know about it. Yeah, you would think. And I just... Maybe he is lying to Norman. I, I kind of think he is, because I would... We kind of discussed this earlier today, but I know doctors are obligated to call when they really honestly think something has happened. But if every psychiatrist or psychologist calls when a patient makes some sort of accusation like that. I mean, yeah. do you think they all do? I don't think they all do. I just, I have a hard time if Dr. Edwards is trying to establish trust with Norman, if he right. straight up lied to him like this. True. There's that. I'm guessing he called the sheriff's office 
and told them that he has a patient named Norman Bates. And they're like, oh, yeah, we know him. Yeah. <laughs> and they roll their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they said, well, he was cleared of... Uh, I don't know. if Maybe he just wanted to establish that they know Norma and if they have any suspicions about Norma and they say no. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it could have been a, a casual phone call like that. Like, hey, this is Dr. Edwards at Pineview. I am required by law to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, was, maybe he simply this. said, will you have the sheriff call me at his convenience? Yeah. Yeah. And he hasn't just gotten that message yet. Well, mm-hmm. still, it's it's only been... I think Norman's only been there for two nights now. Yeah. It's it's yeah. not like a, a week has passed, you know. So... I I don't know. When I, when I saw Dr. Edwards say that they're going to go back to Pineview and talk, I just thought, man, does he just think sometimes... Oh, my life is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like he gets called in there. He's always there. Just always on call and getting called in because of things happening. Yeah, but also, yeah, I mean, he he struck gold with Norman. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, you would think that this is why you get into that field, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Norman's interesting. Yeah. So, so Kat, we kind of discussed it earlier, but what do you think has suddenly changed Norman at the end of this? Why do you think he's suddenly... He's had some sort of shift in perception. Like, he is scared of what happens to him now and realizes he needs help. And I don't know why, just all of a sudden, but that's the place he needed to be. I don't know. Yeah, I felt like he um, he got a little cocky, especially like once Sam came to him and told him that it's all Norma. Mm-hmm. I think he started getting co- cocky and he hasn't, I don't think he's had a full blackout like that for a while. Right. Ever since, um, since he, the night before and going to Pineview. And so with the night before talking about it being Norma and kind of like getting that off his chest that it's his mom, I think he got, he slipped into this false sense of security that he's not crazy. And this mm-hmm. was a huge, gigantic wake up call. Yeah. That he woke up with the feather boa. It's like, (laughs) I just blacked out and this is real. It is happening. Yeah, and I think it brought back all the memories of the other times. He's, you know, waking up from Miss Watson's running down the road, not knowing what happened, and she ended up killed. I think it just brought it all back. And he's had images of himself killing Miss Watson and things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I just think this was a big dose of reality that he hasn't had for a little while. He's been very cocky. Yes. That he's not crazy at all and it's all normal. Yeah. He, he has acknowledged that... that he has blackouts. 
Mm-hmm. But he was like, but... they're no big deal, you know. Yeah. He just but now, out. yeah, he's he's reached like this level of humility finally that, yeah, he realizes he does need help. Yeah, it's it's got to be there like go. waking up wearing that feather boa in the back of an ambulance in front of a strip club, and he's like, "Where am I?" You know. Yeah, having no having no um, recollection. Well, that's awful. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. But he does say to Doctor Edwards, like, I don't, I don't trust what I think is real. I don't know. I just, part of me wants to think that Norma, Norman, does have a memory of seeing Norma wearing the feather boa, and then he wakes up in the feather boa. I wondered that too, if he is cognizant a little bit and he's remembering the blackout a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they do come to him, but it seems to be a little later. Later. I mean, it's possible that. That it's it, progressing or something. Well, we've always, you know, we just discussed, I think, last podcast that it is. It's a nebulous it's thing. His, yeah. his sickness, it's changing all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just makes me wonder if he has. Wait, was a it memory? Hmm. Yes. yes, it was. Yes. Because water. That's right. Water triggers his memories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something was different about this one where. Yeah, yeah. Something was different about this blackout. Yeah, it just makes me wonder if he remembered seeing Norma wearing the feather boa and then he wakes up in it. Yeah, that's possible. He could have had a little. He could have gotten a little rain on his head and. Had a flash. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it was raining because there was definitely when water they're in the, the car, floor. there was water yeah. on the window. So, yeah, good episode. And I can't believe we have to wait two weeks. Boo! What a rip off. Totally. So, M, what do you what do you give this one? Hmm. Well, now I have to give a dicky point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give this one a nine, at least. I hate ranking. I know. Lame. <laughs> sure yeah I think with everything that it like set up it's definitely another like ramp it up episode it's gonna be much better when we can just binge yeah. it later yeah yeah mm-hmm. but yeah I'd give it like nine umbrellas with lights on him mm-hmm. do you have a what the bib hot toddies <laughs> <laughs> what the bib Hiding the money in the most obvious spot in the basement. You're a sheriff. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> I'll go with the same theme and say, what the bip leaving the safety deposit box key with the money? Separate them. 
Mm-hmm. Put the key somewhere else. Yep. In a better hiding place. <laughs> in a better, yeah. Not in the very first place you'd look if you were looking for something. <laughs> <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. So. Nice. Cool. Cool. Well, if you want to send us feedback, you can send it to yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a review on iTunes. Yeah, we like those. Yep. Thanks for joining us, Kat. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Glad I could do it. And join our Facebook group. It's Yes Mother on Facebook. Yeah, and I guess we'll have a small spoiler section. Oh, that's right. We have those. Can I listen? Yeah, of course. (laughs) No, you must go. (laughs) And did you see when they aired it live, Sue, they played some some stuff for like a preview for next time or whatever? I did, and and I watched it, and then I tried to watch it again today, and I can't find it. Well, I just went on A&E's app, and there is something called Preview Bates Motel Returns, April 11th. So I'm hoping that's it. I haven't watched it yet. Well, I clicked on it, and it seemed like just the trailer for the season. It wasn't what we saw? So we'll have to, like, really just piece that. Oh, yeah. Dang. Is it them driving with the stuff on the Mercedes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's almost like they have the wrong video and they don't realize it. Cause Maybe it... we can find it on YouTube. Um, okay, so bye everybody. We're going to start because I'm going to say the name of the next episode. Well, okay. it's Refraction. I don't think that's... <laughs> if you're that sensitive of spoilers, then... Good <laughs> wife. So I will look up Refraction preview or something. Have you tried doing that on YouTube? Well, that's what I found on Annie's website was, you know, Refraction, and it was like a 30-second thing, but it was what oh, you just mine saw. Wasn't, mine wasn't called that. Oh, lame. It says, to watch the promo and the full episode, click on the link on the first comment under this video, and it doesn't work. Hello. Hey, sorry. Hey. We had a last minute emergency. The electricity in Eleanor's room where Kat is, like, totally failed. Like the overhead light and the outlet. <laughs> Just in that room, and I don't know. I tried a couple breakers, but nothing looked tripped. So we had to run, like, an extension cord in there. <laughs> in <the lamp>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's all very white trash. Just a little last minute to fun. That's cool. Okay. Hey. Hey. Is everybody here? Everyone's here and hearable, I think. Right? What? I can... (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear us, Kat? Yes, I just had to put my earplugs in, like, the opposite way. Oh.
Oh, I took him out for a second. <laughs> right on.
together i thought the big one on it was like norma on the in the middle of the road yelling yes. at somebody that i don't remember what she yells but i was thinking rebecca maybe on the other end of that <laughs> i'm thinking that too yeah she's like you ru- you're ruining my life or she's yelling something yeah yeah and it's like nighttime and she's on a road so I'm guessing she's up the crazy yep. Rebecca. And yeah, I'm guessing it's Rebecca that is she's doing some at. stalker jealous crap or maybe she's blackmailing and right threatening to say things about Romero and all of that. But she well, could get in just as much trouble as him. Well, that's why she could go to the DEA and throw Romero under the bus because it could be like a deal. Right. Oh, so all she did was launder money, but Romero did a lot more than that. <laughs> so if I think that, you know, they'd be willing to strike some sort of deal because, you know, as Romero said, she's kind of a small fish in this whole thing. Right, yeah. right. Attention. Yeah. You know, it'd be really interesting if, so, okay, so if Rebecca and Bob were sleeping together... I wonder if he told her about the dirt he dug up on her and Norman. Sorry. <laughs> I just clicked on something that oh. opened it, but I don't think it is. <laughs> okay. You know, like, what if Rebecca knows something about Norman and Norma's past? 
Uh, hmm. I don't know. She was There's a lot of bomb. things Rebecca could do that would make Norma yellow <laughs> on the bridge that she's ruining. She could ruin their lives. Rebecca could at this moment. Yes, she could. She doesn't have any, you know, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't have any sort of proof that he killed Bob or that Bob's even dead. If she found the key, though, she might. Or the money. She has his passport. If she found the money and the key and the passports, she'd have something on Romero very tangible. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think murder would trump laundering. Money laundering. Yeah, I really, I feel strongly that she would have dealable stuff with the DEA to get herself off and Romero in trouble right and that's Ooh. just what a that's just what a scorned woman would want to yeah well it's interesting Ooh. that it's norma yelling at her so it's probably more personal if you yeah. think about it right it probably is something a little more personal than just gonna throw romero under the bus because that would you'd think it'd be more romero doing that stuff yeah that right. wouldn't be ruining her life well, it would if she's really falling for Normero, for Romero. Kind of a stretch, though. I don't think that's yeah. it. No, I don't either. Well, I mean, it is Norma. I know she's a little histrionic. We, <laughs> <laughs> we had seen that scene of her like shooting someone, and it ended We're up like, in the cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Caleb. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe he's going to tell Romero that they have a history. Oh, that'd be the worst. Caleb is just stupid enough to admit that. To... <laughs> <laughs> I loved her first. <laughs> yeah. That would be a jackass thing to do. What if it's Norman she's yelling at? What if it's Audrey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it does pay to think outside the box. Because it often is. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. My My money's on Rebecca. Yeah, mine too. And there is that picturesque scene of her and Romero in that white bed. Mm-hmm. Very happy and picturesque. Yeah. That's about all I remember from the up next. Yeah, me too. Those two things is all yeah. I remember. Oh, no, no, no! Norman! I think he checks himself out. You know, I was wondering about that, because if he checked himself in... He can, he can check himself, check himself out. out, right? I don't know how he gets from there to there in one episode, from where he was at the end of this one, to, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna check myself out. Good day to you all. <laughs> he well, does, he, and... He might not realize he can, and then someone mentions it, you know? Because isn't that... True. Isn't there a really funny scene in um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest where... Like Jack Nicholson finds out one of the guys in there could check out, check himself uh-huh. out at any time. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, what? He's like, you're not.
I was going to bring that up last time. It's like, couldn't Norman just check himself out? Well, it was stressed a few times that you want to be here. You checked yourself in. Of course he could. Right. I don't know what the rules are if you're over 18 and you start showing signs of real big crazy. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird to think that he never goes back to Pineview, though, at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, he it showed him arriving back at the hotel with his suitcase or something, didn't it? Really? I think it did. I think it did. And all this stuff is supposed to happen in the next episode on April. Well, that's not necessarily true. Sometimes they do show, like, they don't really say, but it is, like, the next few episodes. Um, right. He could walk in. That that little scene of them in the white bed, Norman could walk in on oh. that. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me get this straight. <laughs> I'm changing my answer from Audrey to she's saying it to Norman. On the bridge? I don't know. I didn't see the preview, but whatever you were talking about, Norman or Norma screaming at someone that they're ruining your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's Norman, not Audrey now. Not Audrey. Well, you know, Rebecca. Rebecca. if this was the final season, I could totally see it. He gets mm-hmm. home, walks in on his mom and Romero in bed and is like, you guys check me out. I mean, you Norma, you're killing people. And you two get together and make me go to Pineview, drive me up there, make me go, and then the next morning you get married and I, you know, I find you in bed together and just losing it. And that's how they die. If this was the last season, but... Right. But maybe, like, something starts happening with his allegations of her killing people or something... Well, maybe. And she's just like... Well, it could be because... Oh, sure. You know? All of a sudden. Well, maybe someone finally... Found Audrey. Or calls Audrey in as a missing person. And they know the... They could find Bradley's body. Or they could find Bradley's body. That's still going to happen. You know that's going to happen. Right. And Bob's, we were a little iffy about how that body got dumped. (laughs) It seemed like it could be found pretty easily. Yeah. I bet that one's found, too. It could be Romero she's yelling at. I mean, it's Norma. (laughs) Could be anyone. Yep. Hey, it could be just someone that tailgated her. I mean, it's Norma. (laughs) It could be her cell phone. (laughs) Screw you, shithead! (laughs) (laughs) It could be herself. (laughs) Just saying, that's who she shot last night. (laughs) Some other piece of electronic crap that's ruining her life. So, should we read... Like, I've got Julia's email up. She's got that little spoiler thing. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. 
she says, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for Refraction, but I hope you did because there's some good stuff in it. Spoiler warning. Towards the end, it looks like a few shots of Norma near her parked car in the road at night, angrily yelling at someone about how they're going to ruin her life. We also see a few flashes of her pulling a gun on whoever it is. I'm thinking it was probably Caleb. At least I hope it was. <laughs> It'd be so yes, awesome chick. if it was Caleb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I would go, it's probably Rebecca, but Julia goes, it's probably Caleb, and it could be. I mean, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Alright, who else had spoilers? Just... Okay, here we go. It was L- Christian. Oh. I also have two theories for your spoiler section. The description for episode 5 says Norma hires an artisan to repair the stained glass window. Why do I think she's going to meet Chick? <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be awesome! I've wanted a Norma and Chick meeting. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he overcharges her in that. Yes. <laughs> She's yelling at <laughs> I always felt there must be a reason for him knowing about Caleb being Dylan's dad. This should be interesting. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Hey. Maybe he puts his hand in the blackmail ring <laughs> for some cash, um, getting back at that family for stealing, and wants to tell Romero that her brother is also Dylan's father. Uh, interesting. I just don't think, think that'll be a game changer for Romero, though. Yeah, I could see him being understanding about it. I think you would be. I mean, I think, of course, he'd think it was weird and Awful. he might need a moment. A gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> need a moment. But... <laughs> 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 I don't think it would be a game changer for him. I don't think it would be like, I'm out of here, you know? No, I think he'd be understanding, as I think a lot of people would. She was a young girl and had a horrible home life and yeah. then got horribly raped. Well, and then, you know, it'd probably, like, make some and things make some sense, you know? Like, oh. Huh. Yeah. That's why she's the way she is. That explains you know? a lot. That explains a lot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then she says I think Norman will see the picture of Mr. and Mrs. Romero in the newspaper and I'm afraid of what he will do next ooh maybe that's why he checks himself out yeah I said maybe on the local like morning news but Mm -hmm. could be a newspaper too I'm sure they've got one of those small you know Springville Herald type papers and that's a, that picture would be on the front page the sheriff and his new wife at the winter festival true yeah yeah I oh, can, see can it you just imagine like how he's going to react to find out that they're married oh. and it's only been a couple of days he's going to have oh. all these conspiracy theories oh yeah he's not going to think oh she probably did it so he could have insurance to you know oh nope no, because he's already got conspiracy theories. You know, when Dr. Edwards says that he had talked to his mom, he's like, oh, so she's been planning this, you know. Mm-hmm. And I really do think Norman is going to find out not from them. Yeah. 
And, you know, it would make sense then why there were all these pictures being taken, you know, to tie it that. Yes, yes, they make, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just pictures, it was for the paper. Interesting. Yeah. I just want to watch the whole season right now. I know. I can't believe we have to wait two weeks. So lame. That'd be awesome if Chick is the one that comes in and does the stained glass window. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're making us wait two weeks so that Chick can convalesce. <laughs> <laughs> So he's well enough to do it. <laughs> oh, wait, he's not real. Never mind. <laughs> hey, we just got a thing from Flora. Oh, really? Yeah, she just sent in feedback. Just now for this episode? Cool. Yeah. Well, four minutes ago. Read it. Alright, well. Are we gonna I think save we're going to go time. back. No, we'll do it now since we're recording but I'll probably add it to the feedback okay we're popping in again Um, as we were recording the episode recap Flora sent us a feedback so we're gonna go ahead and read it Um, says dear Em and Sue first things first head Norma is a lot more complex than I thought she isn't merely this severe looking woman who judges and condemns anymore she's having fun all things considered the mischievous and seductive side of her was already present in season three Vera and Freddie keep impressing me with their ability to convincingly portray such a persona okay I'm trying to think of what she means mischievous and seductive side in season three. Oh, well she was seductive to Norman that one time in the blue dress right that's probably yeah season that's three probably just the most recent uh, yeah season. yeah the one where he kills Bradley at the end mm-hmm. but yeah she is all sexy in the blue dress down in the cellar yeah. Head Norma is, not Norma Norma. Right. Well, well, well. Norma must feel like the first lady of White Pine Bay right now. She finally is allowing herself to make room for another man in her life. I think that's exactly what Norma means when she says, I want to see you, besides echoing Emma's words. Hmm. When does Emma do that? Um, When Emma, when... Norma's in the hospital room, and she's like, so when did you and Dylan happen? And she's like, we oh, suddenly we saw, saw each other. Oh. Huh. Maybe that's what she means. Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Room for another man in her life. I think that's exactly what Norma means when she says, I want to see you. Besides, I could wait words. All I know is it was darling that she wanted to see him. I know. And not just kiss him in the dark. Yeah. Love that. Very romantic. Yes. Um, let me end by saluting the episode's cinematography because some shots were truly breathtaking. Yes. Yes, they were. At the Lights Festival, the one I mentioned 
when she's sitting when in she her car in smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but noted I... guest floor. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I think that ending scene, you know, when she turns on the light and says she wants to see him, I think she's finally like in, like okay, let's not make this awkward. Let's make this work. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I know. Think just that scene in the kitchen at breakfast was so funny when she grabs that pad and pen like she's writing down all the busy things she's got to do that day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so busy. Was, I need to make a list. <laughs> yes. Just needed to get out of there, but I don't know. Just the uncomfortableness of wanting to make him breakfast. Just sit down. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Yes. Oh. Cool. All right. You've got some editing to do. (laughs) Yeah, this will be complicated. But after tomorrow, Mm -hmm. the the auction will be done. It's going to be a big day, but. All right. Well, good luck tomorrow, Em. Thanks. Yep. So, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right. Bye. See you guys. Yep.